on the return of Pizza in a Podcast. We'll discuss our favorite Christmas movies. We'll get into a little Salesforce Slack discussion. We'll help you prep for the second round of a pandemic shutdown. And of course, another round of Pete's Picks. But she's in everything. Hello. She was like... Um, she's married to the Game of Thrones creator. George R.R. R. Martin? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he leaves... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he lives in a cave in isolation. In I was going to say, if, if George R.R. R. Martin <laughs> is married to Amanda Peet, then what am I doing with my life? Well, how are you? Welcome back. We've missed you. Pete's in a podcast. We have missed you. It's been a holiday break from podcasting. It's how are been, you, my friend? You know, I've been well. It's uh, We're back at it again. As my co-host had mentioned, we missed you. I missed you guys terribly. Um. But it was good to see family. Good to uh, good to get into the Christmas spirit now that we're done with all this uh, this Thanksgiving nonsense. I don't know if I would call it nonsense. It is the greatest shenanigans. Holiday. It is the greatest. Yeah, shenanigans more appropriate, better better suited for the holiday. It is the best holiday. But um, now it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, according to I, other people. <laughs> well, I am. I'm ready to go with the Christmas stuff. Um, I, I, like you just said, I mean, we we kind of went right into it, right? You know, right after, like, uh, we put our tree up like the day after, no, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, tree was up. <laughs> we had the Christmas songs going. We had. Uh, all the decorations up around the house. Oh yeah, we we <laughs> fucking did the whole thing already. So we're like all ready to go. Knowing you, I was half expecting you to say that you came home from the the crab legs and just boom, <laughs> Christmas tree up, and you've got like eight of those some bitches up on the top of the tree as the star. <laughs> <laughs> A little crab on top. Yeah, I guess that would work. I guess that would work. Um, so the star actually, of the tree. Yeah, actually, and I, I added like um, some new lights to the outside of my uh, residence this year. Um, I don't like to go over the top with the Christmas decorations, just enough to cover. So I added some extra lights. I added um, a Santa dog light oh. up, light up. Yeah, nice little dog with the Santa hat. But while I was there, I noticed that um, instead of doing a star on the tree now, Right, like the top on top of your Christmas tree. Yes. They they now have you can put a Santa hat on top oh. of the tree, and I like that. I kind of like that. What do you think about that? I mean, 
honestly, I was half expecting you to put a picture of yourself with the pizza in a podcast backdrop as the star. That Not sounds bad. like a missed opportunity for you. Yeah. Right there. That might've been a missed marketing opportunity. It's, um, I, so I've got some questions on the lights. I'm, I'm a big light guy. Okay. Um, never understood them. Like never been an electrician, but you know, <laughs> are you, are you pro or against those lights that like tune into the radio wave so that they, uh, they synchronize with the music playing? Uh, that's a little, say again, a little, I'm not crazy just enough that would that would if we're going on the just enough or crazy meter that is full-blown crazy I, i'd like to i'd like to rephrase crazy to just enough do you on a scale from festive to i want people to drive by my house when they're going on the nightly car rides to see all the yeah. housing lights where do you fall on that spectrum firm firmly in the festive area of of the meter you got it you got a christmas dog i have i have a penguin ice fishing <laughs> and i have a dog now for the lawn and then i have the icicle lights that run oh. along the top of my outside of my roof. And then um, I bought enough that it actually, this is going to make my house sound so much bougier than it is. But then I have the balcony, as you know. So I had it so the lights are going around the railing uh, of the balcony on top. So because you can kind of see that side of my house from the, the, the main street. Oh, I'm quite familiar with the street. So I want people to know that I'm festive as they're driving by. Firmly yeah. festive. Firmly festive. Your Not... house is its own <laughs> well, damn. Your house well, is well, a siren well. song. Just <laughs> luring people from the streets onto a dark side road. Come look at my house. It's festive, but not too festive where there's a lot of traffic. No, just enough festive. Just a, a pinch of festive. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh uh, I will say, uh, I don't want to debate it because it'll take forever, but I am firmly the fake tree over real tree. No disagreements there. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I listen, I get it. Like, I love the smell of the tree. Guys, Yankee Candle, like, yeah. they have scents that can remind you of the live tree smell. They make tree-shaped air fresheners that are pine-scented. There you go. Just put up. Just put them up on the tree. Maybe there you yeah. go. Done. No, um, I just have a horrible image in my head of like a severe like bug infestation happening if I put a live tree in my house. Well, all I can think of now that we are firmly in Christmas season, um, right after we finished our Thanksgiving festivities on Thursday, we watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, and all I can think of is the scene with the squirrel and the tree. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I, I'm with you. The, the animal coming out of the tree 
is something that is hilarious to to experience and to witness as long as you are in no way, shape, or form responsible for rodent removal. <laughs> hilarious to many, and especially in a cinematic experience, but not so hilarious when it's in my living room. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. You kind of mentioned National Lampoon. So um, it kind of had me thinking, like, and listen, uh, as you pointed out last episode, we, we do enjoy the, the festive topics because they are very debatable. So we can do maybe top Christmas songs as we get closer to the big day itself. It'll be like uh, the but, four episodes of Christmas. Exactly. There you go. But uh, like, an, like an advent of, of podcasting. <laughs> Christmas, yeah. But... Uh, no, so I think we want to touch on some of our favorite Christmas movies, right? So, um, National Lampoon, obviously, no disagreeing there. Do you, do you have some other favorites you want to hit on? I do. How, do. how do you want to do this? You want to do, like, top five? Do you want to do, like, snake oh. orderings of these? What are you thinking? Oh, no, I don't, I don't have rankings. I mean, yeah, we could do, we could do a, little, a little snakeage. That's, that's fine. All right. So, I, I gave, we'll each do two. Yeah, don't go, go. Don't go. I think we we can agree. National Lampoon. So that doesn't account. That doesn't count for anybody. So okay, go ahead. Uh, so for me, two just absolute classics. Got to go with Elf, starring the illustrious Will Ferrell. Yes. Um, and the Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, dude. I don't know about you. That came out when we were in what, like the fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, like pretty um, young. That yeah, was, that was the movie. That was the age when like boy girl birthday parties was starting <laughs> to be a thing in my like town and school district. I must have seen that movie like eighteen times just in birthday parties <laughs> and like school movie nights and stuff like that. It is an impeccable movie. Go ahead. What do you got? It, it, it's great. Um, I do love that movie. I'm a little bit more classic. I do actually really enjoy the animated Grinch. I do too. But they've got this like new confounded. Much uh, shorter version. than the movie too. If you just need like a quick Christmas fix in, you can watch the animated one. Yeah, it's a good TV special. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm tuning in for that for sure. But yeah, there's also he, that new cartoony kind of Grinch as well that just came out like three years ago or two years ago. No, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about like the original like cartoon. The Grinch. yeah, the OG Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. 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 That's 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 a classic. Um and I will say Elf for me actually is number one. So you stole my number one movie. How could you not though? It's it's so, elf. It's elf. It's just it's just everything that those like like Will Ferrell encompasses everything that the Christmas psychopaths are about, like during this month. <laughs> and it's just hilariously done. Like just such a great story. So enjoyable. It's James Kahn, like what's not to like? What's what's not to like exactly? It, it's so, amazing. Also great with the uh, the cartoon. I I won't disagree with you there. Um, 
I'll call out shit. There's a lot of them that I really like. Yeah. So are you going to let me do my two? Because you named you named two. Yeah. I would well, like to, oh, I would no, like to name. You two. said Elf is one, and then no, you said I the said... Grinch TV cartoon is two. I thought you I were was... copping out. No. Oh my God, you're I'm so not a mean. cop out. Every damn time we get into this. How Go do ahead. I cop out? Go ahead. What are give, All right. give me your two? Two great ones. A Christmas story. <gasps> yes. Which which the fact that it is literally on a 24-hour loop on Christmas sh- should just tell you all you need to know. I feel like everyone has seen this movie because of that marathon, right? Like, it's kind of just part of the tradition of Christmas a little bit. At the very least, they've seen the whole movie, even if not in chronological order. Right. Like, you could be right around our age. You could be 30 years old, and you've probably just seen over your lifetime of Christmases, like the 30 different clips of the movie, enough to complete the whole movie. Uh, Absolutely. Also would like to mention, this is why you're my mom's favorite, because that's her favorite movie. Tremendous movie. That's her favorite Christmas movie. So that's a good one. Tremendous movie. And I don't think we can go any longer without naming Home Alone. Well, which one? The original Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just just a classic. I don't really know what else to kind of say. I don't know if there's really much that needs to be said there, but that's another one, especially for, I feel like uh, our generation really relates to that one. Um, So yeah, those are the two I'll name. If you will allow me uh, a third. Absolutely. That I know that you will not name. Have you ever seen a Christmas movie by the name of Jingle All the Way? With Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was just going to ask, is that the one with Arnold? That is one that... It, that is my... Uh, my version of A Christmas Story. Where I think I've seen bits and pieces of that about 10 million times. But I've never sat down and watched it. That is such an underrated Christmas movie. It is hysterical. It's... Just- so the premise what do you of the love movie, about it? yeah. For the, so the premise of the movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, running around in New York City, trying to find this toy that just came out for his son. Okay, and he like can't find it, and, and just so the whole movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger like action movie style, like trying to get this toy <laughs> for his child, and it is just hysterical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have not seen that one, check out Jingle All the Way. Um, go ahead. You have? Do you have any? I can probably name a few others. I, I, they're just kind of popping into my head. I have, have so many, and I don't know which to. I've got some ideas on which to choose. Um, if we're gonna go classic, mm-hmm. I think you have to consider It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Classic, yeah. Because, duh. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I, I really like all of these ones. It might be either The Bishop's Wife or The Bells of St. Mary, where there's, it, it's about like, 
I think they're like a monastery or an orphanage or something like that. It's adorable as hell. Makes me cry every damn time. Um, I'm not, I can't say I've seen those, um, but they sound are, like they should be on like Hallmark. They sound like they should be on the Hallmark channel. These are, yeah, these are ones that they probably don't make on like DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. <laughs> however, you're supposed to watch movies nowadays. These are like distinctly on TV recorded, like Casio, uh, like tape cassettes, right? <laughs> that are like scribbled in like your grandparents' handwriting. That's it great. Says, like it's yeah. a wonderful life. Yeah, like December thirteenth, nineteen seventy four, for when they recorded it. That is that's great. Um, I would like to add the Santa Claus. Yes, and the Santa Ten Claus out. two. I would throw on top of that, not the yeah. Santa Claus three. Fuck the Santa Claus three. Oh, we'll the Santa Claus is about Santa Claus three, aren't we? Well, compared to one and two, hey, gonna bring Jack Frost into it, please. I don't know if I, I didn't, I knew there was a second one. I don't know if I've seen the second one, but a three, oh, a three seems tell, to be pushing it. Don't tell my sister you didn't see the second one. I may have, I, I don't know, but the first one is a classic. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas as oh. well. Just for the song, like just for the song itself. Um, perfect. And the, and the lowly tree. Yes. That that tree is a is the staple of every bachelor pad that doesn't really <laughs> want to set up for Christmas I, but I, wants to do more than get an air freshener that looks like a tree. Iconic. Iconic. Anything else you want to throw in? So I think it needs to be said. Okay. Die hard. So interesting you said that. I was going to go there. So you you full-blown do consider it a Christmas movie. I think you have to. Which yeah. I, I think you put that. I think you put, you know, what is it? Edward Scissorhands is also technically a Christmas movie. Yeah. So then you also throw in like, then you don't, even, then no question, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like that's a Christmas movie also. I've never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. You know me and scary things. Um. Oh, God, that's really soft. It's called The Nightmare Before Christmas. Who wants to go to sleep right before Santa <laughs> comes with a nightmare? Yeah, Best I, case scenario yeah. is you conquer a fear. Worst case scenario is either sleep terrors or you wake up in the middle of the night and Santa Claus doesn't give you all your presents because you're not you're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> Two Fair major enough. problems there. Okay, but it's it's a great one. I do consider it. Christmas movie. Last one I want to throw in, more recent, uh, Four Christmases, <laughs> just because I can relate to that so well from the standpoint of just having to go to all the homes, not really any other context of the movie, yeah. but but just the, the idea of uh, getting in the car multiple times and having to change locations, like that is my life on every holiday, as we talked about with Thanksgiving, usually. <laughs> That's fair. A um, couple of other really good ones that I think need to be called out. I know that there's going to be a lot of people that are upset that we're going to miss a few, but like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and uh, like Frosty the Snowman, like all those like kids, like 
Santa Claus is coming to town, either those like animation or claymation ones. Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, you got to talk. You at least mention them. They're they're classics. Those yeah. are certainly good. You know, Love Actually. What a movie! Mm. Just yeah, good old date movie. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge for all of the people. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. There's more, but I, I think we've beat this horse dead enough. No, I think I think we hit on most of them. So I think that was uh, I think that was really good. Um, it's if we missed any, let us know. Instagram at Pizza in a Podcast or email us. Send us some uh, some hate mail. Pizza in a Podcast at gmail We also take love mail. We do take love mail, but if we re- they think that we really snubbed a a show or a movie, like the let's be honest. The Sesame Street episode with uh, with Barney and Ert, where they trade their rubber ducky in the paperclip collection for the jar and the soap dish. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, but anyway, we're, some we're people gonna... might, and that's a beautiful <laughs> episode or movie. We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna Anywho. move on. <laughs> in in this in the spirit of uh, of Christmas season and and buying presents. Um, we're going to move into our business segment. <laughs> what? In the spirit of buying gifts and yeah. other things. Yeah. No, this is, this, is what, other, uh, this is what industry professionals call a transition. And you just messed up my transition. Is professional the word, the operative word? There? Yes. Yes. I am a professional at this now. In this, So in the spirit of, I'll have to start over now. In the spirit of christmas where people like to buy presents okay (laughs) as we get into our business segment there was a company that did a little shopping but for itself which salesforce has jumped into a new area by buying slack for you're about to hear this right 27 Point seven billion dollars. With a B. Yeah. Billion. Not, not not much of a Black Friday sale there. Um, but uh, for those who don't know what Slack is, because folks, I'm gonna be honest with you, wasn't too familiar with it myself. Um, what it is is it's basically. A and Pinger, you can jump in at any time. But this, it's more of like a a business platform similar to something like Microsoft Teams, where it's it's a platform where your uh, employees can kind of go and chat and video chat, and and you can kind of create different uh, groups within your company so that like different departments can function and work, you know, uh, electronically. Uh, together more or less yeah it's it's an all-in-one you know platform to communicate better something like that um but no big news i i guess we'll start with you pete what are your thoughts on this uh on this deal so i think we kind of differ here so i i found it pretty interesting that 
they're going into this new kind of sphere and yes i kind of i kind of get that it is a little bit away from what they do um which i mean it's kind of in the name so they're basically like a a software platform mainly for you know basically analyzing sales data for companies um They've obviously gotten a lot away from that with uh, some recent acquisitions that they've made over the past few years. And this is, I think, one of the ones that's probably the most out there. Um, but I, I'm never really against a company kind of growing its portfolio and kind of being brave to kind of go into a different sphere. Um, you're kind of only just expanding your presence, in my opinion, across different platforms and you're exposing your brand to different audiences, right? So like a company may not necessarily need to use Salesforce CRM, right? If they don't have like a, a big sales team or something like that, whereas they can use another platform like a Slack right or mm -hmm. or a ta or a tableau which they also acquired which was very savvy by them in my opinion um you know so that that's my point is you, you're kind of just adding to your uh portfolio i i thought it was kind of interesting that the market really reacted poorly to uh the the acquisition i think the stock dropped I want to say like Salesforce 30, 30, 30 bucks. Yeah. But Salesforce dropped, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Slack jumped quite high. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Well, that means that they certainly overpaid. I Well, yes. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about it. But yeah, I mean, that's a pretty steep price. There's no denying that. Well, so the. For context, they valued the the deal prior to when it was announced. The stock was trading at around, like right around the thirty dollar mark, the high twenties. They valued the deal at like forty five fifty a share. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's that's a fifty four percent jump. Yeah. That's a lot like that's a lot of money. That's a big old honking premium. You're not wrong. Um and, and they've look, Tableau, big deal. MuleSoft, big deal. Like the a lot of the acquisitions that they've made are they they are for Good companies are for like growing companies or for popular companies. I think it's just kind of interesting because like, let's face it, with everything going on in COVID, you've seen a bunch of tech stocks take off, which means that if you're looking to buy a company, you're, you know, you're way overpaying. That's fair. So, you know, this isn't a great, if this were retail where you, you could buy companies for like pennies on the dime or pennies on the dollar, all for it, right? You see, you see a bunch of, um, a bunch of bankruptcies between, 
Brooks Brothers and all, I think Lord and Taylor might have as well, and a number of those companies. For this, I feel like they're just really overpaying. Um, I, I don't dislike the decision from a strategic standpoint, uh, but my fear is, and you know, saw this in the Wall Street Journal that like part of the fear is wondering if they're trying to compete with Microsoft on just a broad spectrum of offerings and applications. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves, Microsoft hasn't necessarily done the best job at that. Maybe it is too many diverse applications for one company. It's, it's a fair thought. Um, I mean, you could you could say that, but I mean, Microsoft is still a damn well-run company, um, and they are. But a lot of that's through their cloud platform. A lot of that's through um, their operating system. There's time will tell. I, again, yeah. strategically, I think it was a good buy. Financially, I think that they way overpaid it, and I don't think that. With the exception of people who were trading based on the event, I don't think you're going to see a huge rate of return just yet based on from the Slack acquisition, at least. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely all fair. Um, I think I think my take is where I'm looking at it from the strategic uh, aspect as opposed to the financial or or price yeah it was a very hefty price to pay but i think in the long run we may you know we may think that that may be worth it but we'll find out i mean look salesforce as a crm is a hell of a is a hell of a product you know good luck to them in in their endeavor and we'll catch up with you on this in six months if things go well or poorly because otherwise, we're probably going to forget about this. Indeed. Stock is at, of this moment, right around like 221, which about a month ago, it was at like 250. So it's still... It's going it's in the wrong a, direction compared to the rest of the market. Yeah. It's it's definitely taking a little bit of a hit, but um, still well above where it was even pre-pandemic pre-pandemic in january was at like 166 a share so yeah i think as you know kind of the play there i think is right like living in this and it's kind of indicative of their stock price being up even from last year to this year is just the direction that corporate america is kind of going mm-hmm from the standpoint of we are just going to be more remote, um, which I know we've probably beat this dead because we talk about this literally every time In we talk about a business. times. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> I think I would have to think that played a factor into their severe interest in the platform. That, that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah. I also think that being able to integrate a CRM with a, like with a Slack channel would be if you can pull that data i don't know enough about slack outside of the i don't know six months i used it at a prior job 
Um, time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. That, yeah, if they could integrate, what you're ultimately saying is if they could integrate the software with some of their other analytical based. If they had programs. some zaps, perhaps. <laughs> yes, some zaps. Um, Which, speaking some zippies, of, yeah. not to totally sidetrack us, although at this point we could probably do whatever. RIP to the Zappo CEO. What do you mean? The CEO of Zappos died in a, apparently in like a fire in his own shed. Oh my God. It was terrible. It's like 46 years old. Um, apparently he had a lot of mental health issues and, you know. Oh my God, that was not the direction I was expecting you to go. No, it went super dark, but like after the whole zips and zaps thing. Like, RIP to that guy. Yeah, rest in peace. Wow, what a beautiful home. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but I'll, I'll try to... I'll try to bring us back here. So we were kind of like, like jumping to, you know, like, like the reason we thought that was good was, was pandemic related and, and how it's kind of changed the way corporate America has looked and everything. Um, and, you know, kind of interestingly enough, I think we're kind of, uh, unfortunately, I think there's a chance we really are going to head back towards a second shutdown here. Um, oh, we absolutely are. California's already got a stay-at-home mandate. Yeah, listen, I, I, I love all of the positive vibes of the vaccines and everything like that. But, guys, that is going to take a while to, like, reach the masses, like, for sure. So it, I think it's still going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, we haven't even seen the effects of people traveling on thanksgiving yet that'll be like two three weeks from now uh which is gonna be bad like real fucking bad yeah Um, and let's not forget winter's coming yeah winter winter is coming that means we're gonna have to sit in place and do all the shit that we had to do again back in march april may june july august september october november (laughs) december 3rd like we needed we've got some real issues up ahead of us yeah i guess the good thing is like if we're going back into a shutdown like at least it is during winter like no one wants to do anything during winter it's just cold and dark and but that's when you need to do something. I, I'm with you. Like we've discussed my bear-like tendencies and the <laughs> desire to just be in a perpetual state of snooze. Like we need to be out and like about because if I'm stuck inside for three straight months, more than that, again, and it's cold and it just sucks to be outside to begin with. Ooh, we are in for a long winter. Right, but I'm saying, like, you don't want to be inside during, like, June, July, August. Like, at least we were able to get out and eat outside. And, you know, we like, we had it kind of under control for, like, a very small period of time. But, um, so anyway, have no fear, people. We are here. (laughs) 
to guide you through planning for your second shutdown. This is, this is big. I, it's you a big know, moment. First of all, for those of us who are still going through our initial stockpile of the toilet paper, because there was no need to buy that much. Maybe this time we, uh, we spread the love around and let other people buy some toilet paper. This isn't the Seinfeld episode where everybody needs to be asking if you can spare a square. <laughs> we yeah. all need toilet paper. I mean, I agree. Or That's flushable fun. wipes. That's falling on deaf ears. Well, because our listeners, we hold to a higher standard and we know them to be better people than 99.9% of the rest of the world. Oh, they're smart people. Sometimes a reminder doesn't help or doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes it doesn't help, but we think it might help. That's fair. Well, I, I have actually gone as far to suggest... Have you heard of this thing called <laughs> the tushy? Oh, that bidet? Yeah. I'm thinking about getting one of these. First of all, Tushy, if you're listening, we would be a great ad read. Oh, the best ad read. <laughs> Do you know I've been able to say Heine without laughing now for at least six months? You're ready to go. You are ready to go, my friend. So, um, so let, let's hear about let's hear about your uh, new fascination with bidets. How European? I just, <laughs> European. I just think that it's very, it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to install. I'm, I'm, I'm watching a video here as we speak. Actually, it's, it's like uh, the simplest process that. Uh, for a homeowner like myself, this is like one, two, three, done. And do you know how much paper I will save by having water shot at my ass? <laughs> it's going to be like that game at the carnival where you got to blow up the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> blow up the balloon. Um, yeah, I just, and like, <laughs> if we're being honest, like, they're pretty affordable. Uh, like full blown, like under under a hundred dollars. Wow. So okay. So I have seen bidets. I've only like I've only really seen them in Europe, and I didn't know how to use them. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had water squirt out like squirt at your butt? Via uh, a seated super soaker? <laughs> no, I, I, I have not. Um, How do you know if, you, if you're going to be making this kind of a purchase? I have trust in Tushy. I, I, think, I, <laughs> I think that I, I will be fine. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, think, I think this is a smart purchase. Well, I'm coming over to try it out. Be my guest. Um, oh, I will. So, so that's so that's my idea. Maybe we go bidet route if you're a little concerned about your toilet paper usage. Um, okay, so you got that. What what about those of us that are just 
that have already watched all of Netflix and like half of the unsavory videos on the internet and need something to do to, to hold them over for the next several months. Well, you could, I don't know, listen to an up and coming podcast. Um, not naming any names, but you know, I know of, I know of a few, um, you could read a book, expand your imagination. Are you really not going to give people recommendations? You're just going to reading rainbow. This son of a bitch be like, you could read a book. You can like bang on a pot. Everything's a drum. Look at what we can do. What, uh, what's, what am I not giving advice? This is solid advice. This is your opportunity to be a tastemaker, son. You're telling people to go get the thing that shoots that the tushy that shoots water into your tushy. Let's hear some <laughs> other big old honking things that we want to, that you want to impart on the good people. Yeah. I said, listen to my podcast. And I said, read a fucking book. You got um, any book recommendations? Book recommendations. See the book recommendation can be a little tricky, right? Because I'll tell you right now, I hate fiction books. Not a fiction. Yeah, just not a fan. Um, but people love that shit. They love like the crime books. They love uh, the romance books. They love the action stories. I'm not about that. I'm more of a uh, an autobiography, biography, finance book, personal finance book. You're self, a biography self, guy? Self-help books. All that kind of shit. Anything real. I just want something real, something I can learn from. So if I had to uh, recommend uh, anything right now, uh, I was actually gifted the book I'm currently reading. Uh, shout out, Mariana. Uh, I'm reading Green Lights, the Matthew McConaughey book. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. It is more than all right, all right, all right. It is a fantastic book. First of all, his life journey is very interesting. Um, and it's it's kind of a book that will help you kind of reset your mindset and the way you view things as well. Which, guys, if we're being honest, like if you're going to be cooped up in your house for like three, four months, it's probably not the worst thing in the world to try to read something that will help you uh, you know, change the way you view things um, could be very helpful. This is wise. Yeah, you didn't expect me to go there, so fuck you. So, all right, let's hear. Whoa! Whoa. No, you came at me. You came at me. Not I didn't appreciate right, right. it. What happened <laughs> no, to changing your mindset? I did change. My, I did change my mindset. I was all happy to talk to you, and then you came at me with saying I didn't have real suggestions for the people. I was hoping for specifics. I because I know what a beautiful mind you have, and the fact that you have all that value to give to people, you're just like, oh, read a book. All right, that was cute. That was cute. You did today. I'm a warrior poet. I'm just kidding. No, I I do. I'm just kidding. I love you. Not fuck you. I love. I love you too. Um. All right. So. (laughs) So what? So what suggestions do you have? You seem chock full of ideas. All right. So these are ones that are going to take a while to get done, but that's good because you need to pass some time. Don't say a puzzle. 
I hate a puzzle. No, fuck a puzzle. These are things that you can do. Okay. These are mostly TV based. So, well, hold on. You just said something non-TV related. No, no, no. Like more specific than just watch TV and read a book. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckle the fuck up because I'm about to rock your mind on some of this stuff. All right. I've been scouring the Hulu. I've been scouring Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Netflix, Sling, uh, I don't know, Masterclass. There's some shit you guys need to know about and you need to start watching now. You forgot Pornhub. Uh, when I mentioned the the unsavory websites of the internet <laughs> about 45 minutes ago, we covered that. I know, but yeah, sorry. It's neither here nor there. All right, guys, on Hulu, they have all of the James Bond movies. What I plan on doing is plopping my ass on the couch or on a bike and just riding that bike while watching all the James Bond movies concurrently, chronologically, chronologically. That's the one. Chronologically. Going to do that. They have all the Bourne movies. Going to do that. I've still been trying to watch all the Marvel movies since about March, and I really fell off that train. Going to do that. That's on Disney Plus, though. Most importantly, what I found, Golden Girls is available on Hulu. What up, Rue McClanahan? That's going to be one that you can't afford not to watch. America's grandmother, nay, the world's grandmother in Betty White is on that move, is on that TV show. B. Arthur, Estelle, whatever her last name is. Love all those. Can't go wrong there. In terms of books, yes, you're right. Uh, I would recommend... The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck oh, by Mark good one. Manson. I've been meaning to get to that one. That's a good one. I'll tell you what. When you're done with Matthew McConaughey's book and I'm done with Not Subtly Giving a Fuck. Trade for trade. We'll, like we'll go tradesies. Um, so we've got that. Um, in terms of other hobbies... Look, if you're staying at home and if you're living, if you live alone like I do, where you need to do things more over the internet or over FaceTime or something along those lines, um, I think Yahoo still has games available where you can play like chess and other types of games, which are important. Shout out my Queen's Gambit fans who all of a sudden want to learn how to play chess. If you need to. Are these interactive? These are interactive games? Like, like. Like you and me can... Um... We can play each other, yes. Interesting. Um, I would also recommend for those of you who want to take the business side of things, but uh, Monopoly makes you too angry, is uh, the Robert Kiyosaki game Cash Flow, which you can play for free online. I know I play with uh, with one of my friends who lives out in Colorado all the time. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor that. Dad would be a great book. Rich Dad Poor Dad, Dad, Rich Dad Poor Dad, also a good book. Um, there's a lot to do. Look, if you can, pick up like a secondhand guitar, teach yourself how to play, or if you get super frustrated, you can use it and you can smash it over something and relive out your fantasies from watching Animal House or any spoof off of Animal House where they destroy the acoustic guitar. 
I own a guitar. I tried to do this, and it were it failed miserably. I you tried I to picked, teach yourself. I think I picked it up one time, one or two times. Yeah, but I do have a secondhand guitar. All right, so, you want to you want to trade acoustic for electric during this uh, during round two? I can play Wonderwall. I need to learn how to play Van Halen. Wow, two trades in one episode. Maybe I, I could. Uh, listen, it's sitting in my closet. So whether your acoustic guitar sits in my closet or the secondhand electric guitar sits in my closet, it's really not a big difference listen, to me. Last shutdown, I at least got to watch you and your wife. Well, I got to experience you and your wife get married, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen the second time around. Like I stay married or like <laughs> I get no, married No, I don't have the opportunity to marry other people. Oh, oh, got it. So like right. I need some big events to keep me like, keep the people going got it yeah blades of glory that would be a good one to watch blades of glory is a kicking and screaming is on Hulu. Uh, but um that's that's all that's all very good um just don't do a fucking puzzle yeah i i get puzzles i don't they're it's they're just to pass time I would like to uh, try to solve a Rubik's Cube, though. Something about that is more interesting than a puzzle to me. I know, I know it technically is a puzzle, but it's a different type of puzzle. That's fair. Would, but, so what do you think about three-dimensional puzzles? Like non-Rubik's Cube puzzled puzzles? Like the ones where uh, you build a skyscraper out of puzzle pieces? Like Legos? No, no, no. Like they're, they're actually in the puzzle piece shapes. They're a little bit thicker, and a lot of them are foam. Because it needs uh-huh. to uphold the structural integrity. Interesting. Um, I've never thought. I. I. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I didn't know that existed. Uh, it, I'm looking at does. these now. They just look like Legos. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but uh, sure, go for it. Uh, why not? Um, how about like working out? I think that would be good. Ooh, working, I mean, me being in the pinnacle physique that one could hope for, um, I will, my quarantine goal is to consistently do three Peloton workouts a week. Yeah. Small baby steps. Flex in mentioning you have a Peloton. Um, But for those that don't have any equipment at all, you could go for a run. You could bike. Uh, there's plenty of body weight workouts that you can do. Yeah, there's also ton- go ahead. do the prison workout. Definitely do the prison workout. For those of us that don't know what the prison workout is, what is that? No, no, no. Like literally, just think of like if you were in prison, what would you do to keep yourself in shape so you weren't the schoolyard bitch? Find you the biggest would- guy there and punch him in the face. That's what <laughs> all the movies have taught me. Yeah, well, you would do push-ups, you would do dips, you would do sit-ups. That's you true. Able to find a solid uh, wall or frame to do uh, pull-ups on, though I wouldn't recommend that. Um, yeah, you know, if you do a bunch of reps of that and jumping jacks, and you'll find stuff. But I'm not going to make this a fitness podcast. Just saying. No. Well, try to do a little bit of uh, physical activity and and try to get outside for a little bit, even if it's for a walk. Get your vitamin D. Yeah. 
do what you can Hang to out. to your point. Um, God, you just really make it too easy to make jokes sometimes, but we're better than that occasionally. Um, there's an in, if you are looking to do some like calisthenic type workouts, but don't have, you know, the money or trying to be more fiscally conscious, um, on Instagram, I believe it's at vision twins. It's these two twins. I think they're out in like Southern California who in the morning and at night go live on Instagram every day and lead basically free workout classes. Yeah, it is uh, at Vision Twins. Cor- correct. Yeah, shout out them. They're like, they're pretty tough. Um, but they're, you know, they're good. It, it's a good excuse uh, to do something physical. You know, being on Instagram Live, look, it's 2020, about to be 2021. Like your ability to still connect, you know, take advantage of it. Um, to that point, Mr. Canero, I think we can be doing a better job of uh, interacting with the people. What are your thoughts? I'm all on, ears. On us potentially doing a uh, an Instagram live session with a little uh, pizza and a podcast hosted shot roulette. I uh, I'm in favor of roulette and I'm in favor of shots and I've been I'm in favor of the people. So if you combine the three, I don't see what could go wrong. This is for those of you who don't know. Um, when we could not hang out, this was pre pizza and a podcast. This was when it was just a twinkle in our eye. Um, we would basically get together in a giant FaceTime, Instagram Live, that house party app, um, and we would play shot roulette. Um, if this so, we sound- have like a we have like a mini roulette spinning wheel, and basically uh, the premise of shot roulette. And you should do this with your friends too, but. We would love you. Yeah, I mean, you are our friend, so we would love to do it with you. I should clarify that. But the premise is that basically everyone who's on the FaceTime or whatever, your video chat, whatever. Or the Instagram Live. Or the Instagram Live. You pick you pick numbers. Uh, you know, we usually we'll give you a couple numbers. If your number hits, you are allowed to distribute a shot to someone else. Yeah, it's now. Please drink responsibly and also don't sue us. Um, but <laughs> nobody's like, driving. I think we're okay. You never know. Let's just CYA. Okay. I know, I'm just. I'm just saying. If we're. If we're. Yeah. Whatever. If we're in pandemic, nobody's driving. Everyone's stuck home. That's fair. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, in any event. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you'd like to be a part of it. This is something that if we get enough uh, enough hyper, enough, enough buy-in, we'll do uh, relatively frequently. Uh, but let us know. Keep us, uh, keep us up to date on that. Indeed. And on that note, I think it's time we move into my winning segment. My God, you do well for two weeks. Well, I will say that 
I correctly predicted you would be horrible last week, and you were. You were. We took the three Thanksgiving games. I went three and oh, baby. And, I and won you one and went two. one and two because you're trash. So, once again, I lead off Pete's picks. I lead off Pete's picks. How old are you? 12? I'm excited. Void still cracking. 30-year-old grown man. That's not that's not a crack. That's an intentional elevated pitch. Um okay. I will I will I'm gonna go. Listen, guys, I've told you about these games before. Okay. Syracuse Notre Dame. Very one-sided. Notre Dame is favored by 33 and a half points. Sheesh. I, last I checked, that's not a small margin. That is not a small margin. The over-under in the game is 51 and a half. Okay? They, they only expect Syracuse to score 18 points. You basically need five Notre Dame touchdowns and... Two Syracuse touchdowns and a field goal. Hammer that over. That's an easy win. Can we talk about the level of disrespect that Syracuse football has gotten this year when it comes to spreads it's versus warranted. the over-under? It's it's warranted. The spreads are warranted. Yeah, they just they, no respect, but yeah. And you could hope for like a pick six or some shit. Like, like Notre Dame will get some dumb points in there, like – 51 and a half, like that'll be easy. Trust me. That's that's a good one. Give Bayheim uh, a call. He can at least get some points up on the board. For real. Um and then we're gonna go to our favorite a little NFL action. Um the Saints are playing the Falcons. Now I know what you're thinking. Big rivalry, these games always are tight. They can be a little crazy. Uh, I think we got like too much craziness last week. So last Sunday, the the Saints played the Broncos with no quarterback. They crushed them. Like really, they not, had a quarterback. Really, not a game. Like they, it was a bye week for the Saints, so they're coming <laughs> off of a bye week. And then the Falcons uh, stunned the Raiders. They beat them by like forty points. So like. Anytime I like, I, anytime a bad team coming off a big win, always love to take the favorite the next week for sure. So we're going Saints. It's minus two and a half. You don't even have to buy a half a point. Saints just have to win by three, and you're done. We're going two and zero again. We're going undefeated again this weekend, and Ping will again be going last, like he's about to do right now. Is uh, is Hill expected to start at quarterback for the Saints? Yes. That's tough because I I do love him. Love Taysom Hill. But I've told you this before, that the Falcons are not a bad team. They just have a bad record. Um, We'll see what happens there. The Q's ND over. I think you're right. I'm going to laugh at you if the under hits, but that's just because I'm a mean person. It's not. You're just salty that I'm on a hot streak and you're ice cold. Go ahead. Give your two picks. (sighs) Guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
much like Jake, you're uh, coming on here apologizing. No one wants to fucking hear it. Much, much like the the ping nickname, uh, my uh, my shots and my picks have been nothing but bricks. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to rhyme, but aren't you glad it did? Um, all right, we're gonna make this uh, nice and easy. We've got an undefeated college football game. Teen rankings. BYU going up against Coastal Carolina. I'm taking BYU minus 10 points. I realize, Pete, they're both undefeated. Pete, they're they're both undefeated. Pete, this seems like a really stupid game to bet on. You're right, people. It is. But you know what? I've got faith in the BYU quarterback to do just well enough that whatever team comes in last place in the NFC East, they're going to draft the BYU quarterback. And he's dumb enough to think that it's a good idea to play quarterback for any team in the NFC East. That alone, taking BYU, beating Coastal Carolina by 10 or more. Uh, On the NFL side, we've got Raiders playing the Jets. The spread is 8.5. I gotta go the Raiders minus eight and a half on this one. It's a weird number. Realistically, I think that they win by nine. <laughs> so I, they snake so they snake by, is what you're saying. Yeah, I might I am really contemplating on my own, not as a Pete's pick, picking the Raiders minus eight and a half, and then also having one of those like alternate prop bets where the Raiders win by less than like fourteen points. Yeah, that's smart. I, again, this is the reverse of what I'm doing with the Falcons. Like Raiders, like embarrassed last week, like gonna bounce back, get I a th- good bounce back game against the Jets. Yeah, I I would expect the Raiders to win by like three touchdowns. To be honest with you, that's certainly possible. They need to come back. You know, Chucky Gruden is not happy. There were no Gruden grinders last week. There, I'm sure Gruden grounded them all. <laughs> uh, but those are my picks. Guys, we're right. going to get back on the straight and narrow. Stick with us. Fade us if you no, want. No, 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 no. Not we. You. You, my friend. You. I'm sorry. I want you to make some money, too. That's why I don't pick the opposite of your picks. Whenever that happens oh, outside of the Thanksgiving special, no, outside no, of the Thanksgiving to, special, no, don't you, you try that to on me, bring me down. Don't you, you put to. that on me. Don't you start bickering with me in front of the people. You tried to bring me down, and I'm not going to let you. Don't you start with me in front of the listeners. We're going undefeated again. Well, One of us it's been a good time having you back with us. Follow us on Instagram. At Pizza and a Podcast. Send us an email, pizza and a podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you're, also, you're definitely going to want to follow the IG because, uh, to Pinger's point, yeah, you never know when that shot roulette might start to happen. This is true. Also, quick shout out to everybody who's been getting the Spotify year in reviews and has been tagging us in uh, their listens, whether you're listening to eight episodes in a day or listen to us every day for a week, or we made your top five listens from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. 
Frankly, um, I don't care if you listen for 10 minutes. I love you. Like, the, like we started this really as like a good excuse for us to like hang out and shoot the shit. And because we talk about really groundbreaking f- philosophical stuff on this, uh, but it's just like, it's really cool. It is pretty cool. My favorite was uh shout out to Bianca. Her top <laughs> podcasts were Oprah, Michelle Obama, and our podcast. Yes. Like not saying we're big time, but that's pretty fucking big time. Hey, Oprah. <laughs> so um, on that note, I just want to say uh, we love you and uh, we'll see you again real soon. All right.